Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Weston and Kelly Clark, well, welcome to the show again. Thanks for coming today. Ah, thank you, Todd. Seriously. Thanks for having us. I cannot wait for our followers and listeners to hear your amazing stories. And welcome to all of you for being here on the app and following me on the BeliefCast. We are where we are today because of you, so thanks for believing in me and supporting this great um, thing that we're doing here. Um, we're sharing amazing stories of people who have been through things that you would never would dream of. Um, but it also proves to all of us that we can get through anything. And so today's going to be no different right now with uh, Weston and Kelly Clark. They're married, um, but I, I, I met Weston uh, actually when he was in rehab um, <laughs> a few years ago. Um, he didn't know Kelly at the time. And thankfully, because you two met each other, I got to meet Kelly. And both of your stories are phenomenal. Um you know, I said this about Weston's story. It's one of the biggest comebacks I've ever seen in my life until I listened to Kelly's. <laughs> and I was like, wow, well, I think she might have you beat just a little bit. But uh, both your stories are phenomenal in the sense that I cannot believe what you guys have been through and how you're sitting here today so happy, so much light. But it wasn't always like that. And so, you know, Kelly, you know, you're a speaker, you have a podcast, you're an author, you, you do all these amazing things. We're going to start with you. And I'd love you to just share, you know, kind of the dark times when you were younger and kind sure. of the things that you're going through. And then what happened, that miracle sure. that kind of changed the course of your life. Let's kind of start from there. Start from there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, for me, uh, it really started as a child. Um, you know, I was raised in, in a, you know, a, a normal dysfunctional household I'll say <laughs> right, yeah. right? I mean, there wasn't any like extreme abuse or anything like that I think we were just regular dysfunctional family but um uh, you know, about seven years old I really started to struggle with mental health issues and mm -hmm. back then um this was the 80s and I think they just didn't really understand it as well as they do now so they saw yeah. these kind of behavioral issues that were really panic attacks and anxiety and depression and as a little girl um I I just didn't have the coping skills to deal with that. And they didn't really know how to help me, even though my parents really tried. Right. Um, and so that started, I mean, just as a little girl, that really started this momentum into a life of um, not being able to regulate emotions mm -hmm. and making decisions, anything I could do to get myself out of the emotional pain that I was in. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And that, you know, started with food addiction, honestly, um, as a child, I have parents that have struggled with food addiction. And so that really right. primed me, I think, for the drugs and alcohol that came at 13 and 14 years old. Once I put drugs and alcohol into my system, I had found an escape to the chaos that my my mind was in. And, and it was truly like having my mind attacked by a negative influence all the time it's yeah. like having that you know we all have heard of that negative tape that runs and i think everyone yeah. has that to some sure. extent yeah. but mine felt just 
like it was constant day and night um, and really tortured me. And I just had this feeling that I was less than, unworthy, unlovable. Those are the words I can remember telling myself as a little girl. So Yeah, I think a lot of us can relate with that narrative. I, I mean, I think everyone on some level, like you said, goes through that. And then when you you know, throw addiction on top of that, it magnifies it a thousand times. And so, yeah, so you're going down this path now, you're struggling and you, you know, you're now been opened up to the drug world, right? which you went all in and kind of talk about, you know, what that led to and the things and the behaviors you started to do. Sure. And then how, how you had that miracle happen. Well, it it just, it's so interesting when you open yourself up to these self-destructive things and you think that they're going to help, or there's a part of you that, that thinks it's going to help. But really what it does is it digs that hole deeper inside, Mm -hmm. but there's a part of you that doesn't care because there's a little bit of an escape in it. So you just kind of have this cycle going on and that went on for years with me. And as those things added up, um, placing children for adoption, serious self-injury that landed me in mental hospitals and things like that mm-hmm. uh, over the years. Those those types of um, sort of labels sort of stacked on my arm and, um, and really compounded the problem. And it went on for so long. It just yeah. felt, I think, to my family and to everyone around me that it was never going to end. And addiction is so, and mental health, uh, is it can be so progressive. Um, and so in my late 30s, um, after years and years of struggling, it just sort of hit an explosion where I found heroin and, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it went from really bad to like so much worse in losing the children I did raise um, and then ending up on the streets, supporting my habit with wow. prostitution and getting caught into a world that even somebody who had a lifetime of drug use was not prepared for in any way, shape, or form. And that opened up wow. a whole le- new level of darkness and um, and struggle. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, I can't even imagine what that was like. And, and I'm sure you had these moments of like, I can't believe I'm in this position. Yes. Because yes. I know you didn't s- seek that out. Like, okay, this is my plan. Right. But here you find yourself doing things you would never dream of doing never how how did you make it through that how did you i mean i don't know talk about that just for a minute like how did you it is incredibly surreal and i can remember being in it and and just even just describing it like it's like being trapped in wonderland like alice in wonderland or something you're trapped in this underworld and it's the real world because it's what's going on in the world but when you're living a life that isn't involved in those things like you just see people going to work and all of that but when you live in the underworld and you understand what people are doing on their lunch breaks and you're seeing this entirely the drug the drug addicts the drug dealers the gang members and all of that that's happening it is this weird reality and I thought how did I get here um and you know you just you can't believe it yourself honestly I yeah. couldn't believe it myself yeah but, yeah so you had a, a moment where things changed yes and talk about that experience because it's really profound and I know sure. when you first shared that with me it really yeah. hit me yes so talk about that with our with us you know there were kind of a, a series of events but just to um, things were really bad, uh, but I had I had a, an experience 
a spiritual experience and I won't go into all the details of that, but it was, it gave me, it gave me sort of this spark of like, okay, I see all this dark stuff happening around me, but maybe, maybe there is light and maybe if the dark spiritual stuff is true, maybe the good spiritual stuff is true. Mm. And it and it opened up my heart enough that I began to pray for the willingness to be willing, um, which is all I, all I could do. I had no idea in the condition I'm in, I'm an IV drug user. I mean, I am in that world there. The I, it's You're so far from a regular life and people have given up on you you know statistics and it feels so hopeless it's like being just down at the bottom of a pit how do you get out when you can't um and so but i began to kind of do that praying of the willingness to be willing sort of in my heart and um and i do believe that god created the circumstances for me to be willing and Mm. and that mean i had that meant i had to go through some harder things for a while i had to go from bad to worse and i found myself you know, really trapped in a group of individuals that were, um, that were really evil and dangerous. And, but in that darkness and terrifying experience, um, I, uh, began to turn to God and began to kind of crave that light. It was like, I knew I wasn't evil. I knew I wasn't evil. Um, and that I didn't deserve what was happening to me. Yeah. But um, really, truly, there was a moment when I prayed on my knees um, where I did an unconditional surrender in circumstances that I didn't know if I was going to live through yeah. or get out of. And and I kind of gave up the fight of, of any circumstance. I just said, God, if you can help me, help me um, just know that my heart belongs to you. And and I just surrender unconditionally. And I made the decision, even in these circumstances, to begin to show love to these people who, you know, it, it's very sometimes dangerous to show kindness in certain circumstances, yeah. but I did it anyway. Yeah. It can, it made me a target, but I did it anyway because I was, it was the only thing I had control over. Was I going to love the people around me even? Yeah. And was I going to choose that? And I did. And, and God truly delivered me out of circumstances and it was it was an amazing um step to freedom and my family was able to get involved and help me to really get away from these people and i was able to and that was the start of things for me when i saw that these incredibly challenging circumstances that god would come in and help me when my heart surrendered you know it it just began to open up um the, the miracles, the yeah. flowing of miracles into my life. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that part sure. of your story. I know there's yes. so much more to your story. There, yes. Um, we'll shift gears just a little bit here. I'm going to ask Weston because now you two, you two are married now and you guys are two of the kindest, nicest people I've ever met in my life. Oh, thank you. And God. I think when people see you two and go, they can't even believe you've been through what you've been through, you know, and, and now we're going to hear a little portion of your story. Yeah. You know, when I first heard your story, again, couldn't believe it either. So tell us kind of, you know, the dark time and how you got out of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. Um, so <clears throat> I guess mine started when I was young, kind of like Kelly's. Um, you know, I dealt with, uh, you know, I my dad was an alcoholic. Um, and so dealing with that in the household and, you know, uh, I just remember 
you know, as, as young as I can remember, my dad drank and, and when my dad drank, you know, he kind of, he got mean. Mm, um, yeah. and, but there was, uh, there was also a kind side of my dad too. And yeah. I know when he wasn't drinking, there was a kind side. And I know when he went overboard, you know, he always apologized to me. Uh, so it was kind of, that's what I was used to as a kid. And, yeah. and I think that comparison, you know, as we lived in a really neat neighborhood, uh, there was a lot of um, support and people, a lot of friends that I had, and they just had different lives. And so at a young age, it was like I was comparing myself, you know, I was like, why do they have, you know, I want a family like that. I, yeah. why do, why does my dad have to drink? And, and so it's just that, that was that belief that I told myself that, you know, I'm not good enough that, you know, I, that, you know, my circumstances are because of what I'm doing or how I'm acting as a kid. So I started to, to take responsibility for things that were going on in the house. And so it just, that catapulted me. Uh, you know, I, I always told myself that I wouldn't be an alcoholic because of my dad, but I chose drugs. And, you know, that was like, well, I'm not going to drink, but I can do, I can do drugs and that was okay. Mm. And that was kind of like that belief that I, that it was okay. And so, yeah, drugs kind of just numb me. And at a young age, I, you know, I loved, um, you know, I, I went to church. I, you know, my, my dad, that was one of the things that I was grateful for that, you know, he took me to church and, you know, as a kid, you know, it was kind of like, you know, well, I forced and well, yeah. you know, it's like sure. you're going to church, you know, but <laughs> yeah. I was grateful for that, you know, and at least I was, you know, was able to check out and, and get out of the house and, and to feel some peace in my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the drugs just, you know, I just started to escape and, and to do and uh, started doing drugs and, um, you know, it started with marijuana. Uh, and then, you know, I, I remember there was an incident with my dad um, and we got in a really bad fight. And my dad punched me in the nose. And I remember like there was just blood everywhere. And I was like traumatized, you know, and, yeah. and I just, I took off. I said, you know what, I'm never coming home. And I left, you know, and that was the start of it, you know, and, and I moved out and, and I started running with gangs, um, you know, people that were involved in gangs, um, you know, and I just started to rebel. I said, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show him, you know, I, I don't, I'm going to do what I want. I don't have to live under this, my, his rules or his household anymore. And that kind of just got me into some dark places and some dark people. And, and, and that's when I experienced, started to start and experience methamphetamines and, and it just, you know, the party life. And I did that for, you know, years. Um, and there was little, little times and periods that I'd kind of, you know, I, you know, blew through a settlement that I received. Uh, from when my mom passed away, she passed away when I was 10 and, you know, I just, you know, partied it all away and mm. I just found myself, you know, in a, alone in a dark place. And, you know, it's, you know, when the money was gone, there was nobody there. I would just was like alone and, you know, and so I just, yeah, I mean, I got married, you know, I met my ex-wife was married, three kids, um, you know, and we both were in active addiction. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, we just used to fight and, you know, in front of the kids and, you know, and it just, it just got worse and, and until we, you know, split apart. And, mm -hmm. 
you know, my ex-wife left and I left and my kids were taken from me. And I just was like, well, there's nothing to fight for anymore. And, you know, it just got dark. And, um, you know, I probably spent 23 plus times in and out of jails. Um, you know, I became a thief and, um, it was just a thief, a liar. Um, I just would rob, uh, from people cause I just, I couldn't keep a job long enough to afford my habit. And so I got into shoplifting and, um, I just, you know, the more I, I think back and look at it, you know, I was just hurt, you know, and yeah. you know, the drugs got to where, you know, I, I would numb out and, and, um, and it just, it helped temporarily, but then over time it just compounded, you know? And right. so there was a point where, you know, I started to hit rock bottoms and, you know, I would get in, go into jail. I'd get out of jail, um, on the streets, get back into the criminal activity. And I think for me, it was, you know, that lifestyle. And that was what was hard for me to get out of because, um, everybody was participating in everything. And, you know, everybody would co-sign my stuff and everybody was, you know, everybody, there was just, everybody was sick and I felt comfortable in that, you know, I didn't want to get out of it is because I'm yeah. like, this is it. This is my life. And I remember, um, you know, the point in the darkest of my time, I was living in this, I had, you know, been strung out on heroin for like a year and a half. And, you know, I, I was scared to get, like, go without it. Cause I didn't want to be sick. Yeah. And I remember there was a, I was living in this camp trailer and the conditions were just terrible. I mean, I didn't have, there wasn't heat, you know, we had an electric heater to keep us warm. And I remember there was, um, you know, rats that were infested inside the walls of this trailer. And I just like, you know, like I had a, my brother bless his heart. He came over and and it to check on me and, and he couldn't believe the, the environment that I was living in. Like I, I, and I didn't see it at the time, you know, but when I look back, I think, dude, I can't believe I was, I even went through that or I even lived through it. But, you know, living with rats in this trailer thing that you were yeah, in, right? Yeah. Just living in with rats and you thought yeah. this is normal yeah. or at least on some level. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and there was rats that had, you know, dead. So it smelled like rotten animals and, oh, and it, but you know, that was, that was that darkness. And, you know, there was, there was a point that I knew that like, you know, the longer I started to use the heroin and the methamphetamine, um, you know, I just got wore out, you know, and, you know, it's like how much, how much am I willing to take? But it took that for me to change, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, again, your stories, you know, I, again, I think when people look at you, they can't believe what they're hearing right now. Mm -hmm. And again, it just shows that all of us can go through something really difficult. It doesn't matter where we come from, mm -hmm. what we look like, you know, yeah. what our upbringing may be. Mm -hmm. We all can get ourselves in these dark places if, if we don't have the proper guidance or if we have a bad environment that we grow up in yeah. and we don't have the support, that yeah. kind of thing. And, but yeah, I, you know, when I first met you, Weston mm -hmm. was at Wasatch Recovery. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, my first impression of you was like, this is the nicest dude I've ever met, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Kelly, I mean, you really are the nicest dude. So nice. and, I, yes. and it's not fake either. Meaning at first I was like, is this dude for real? I mean, he's in rehab. Why is yeah. he smiling? Yeah. You know, and you just, you had so much compassion and love. But again, your heart's so big that you feel so much hurt though at the same time. And yeah. again, listening to your story and what you've been up to. And I feel that way about you too, Kelly. And, but then, you know, it's, what's amazing is you two found each other, yeah. which is even more incredible. <laughs> yeah. And I know that's a big, long story, but what I'd like to talk about yeah. is how do you guys do this to not only individually, but together, how do yeah. you guys manage, you know, your own recovery, yeah. staying connected to, to God and your faith <laughs> yeah. and, and because I think people are going, how do these two do it? Yeah. How do they do it? And again, you guys blow me away on how you carry yourselves. It's oh, it really is amazing. Time. Thank you. So what? Thank how do you guys do this? Uh, well, <laughs> awesome. I can tell you, like this is the this is the amazing part. You know, this is the joyful part. We finally mm. figured out how to find joy. Um, and mm. it's not that things are perfect because we are both recovering addicts. So this is hard stuff, and we lived in <laughs> right. right hard stuff for a long time. But you know the. I think because we both work our own individual recovery plan mm. and we allow that for each other. He gets to do his recovery, I do mine. That's awesome. And I, I let him take care of his, so that's yeah. his thing, and I take care of mine. And you know, we put God and our recovery first even before each other because we mm. have to. And when the priorities are correct, everything else seems to work out. Plus, you know, he's just, he really is the sweet and nice all the time. So it's pretty easy to live yeah. with and we just have a lot of fun. Um, but awesome. we really enjoy it. We try to really enjoy it. Um, and I, it's just, it's just that we're finally in the good part, I guess. That's how yeah. it feels. We, we made it through all that. And it's so amazing because, you know, we came out of it and I, don't, I think Weston feels the same way. Like you come out of all that life and then you're like, who would I date? <laughs> you know, yeah. like how do you even begin to go on a date? Like when For do you sure. tell them about the prostitution? Is that the second date or the third date? Right? <laughs> when do you tell somebody something like that? And yeah, yeah, yeah hide wow. your past. You know, it is what it is, and it's part of my story, and I share it so openly. And so the fact that we found each other and that our past get to be such an asset for our relationship. Who he? I mean, he doesn't even. He knows what it was like for women out there doing what I did. I mean, he yeah. gets it, and yeah. I know what it was like for him, and we get that. And so the fact that that's an asset in our relationship is pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't even imagine how nervous you would have been to bring that up, right? About prostitution and everything. You're like, how do I even bring <laughs> this even, up? Yeah, it's like here's you know? the book. Just yeah, read right. that. Get back to me if but, you're interested. But the beautiful thing about that, yeah. you guys, is the vulnerability piece. Like how important vulnerability is in your recovery right yes. i mean that's why we're, we're asked to share all the time yes because sharing makes us stronger we're giving stuff away we're helping people while we share and we get it back tenfold right yes. that's why we're that. doing this today folks yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. and and he has the same drive that I do, and I mm -hmm. noticed this about him immediately to share his experience, strength, and hope with others, yeah. and um and that has been my purpose as well too. I mean, like yeah. I came out of all of that knowing I am going to share my story. I have to share it because it's yeah. it's um you know it is incredible what God can do when we allow God in, mm -hmm. and so for him to have that same purpose, I mean, we just have the same. So we get to come together and, and yeah. live that purpose together. 
Yeah, you have the same goals, same insights, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Oh, I love that, honey. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> She's so awesome. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I, it's so fun to, you know, like you were saying, like we can relate to each other on so many levels. And, and we serve as missionaries in the Church of Jesus Christ uh, ARP, Addiction Recovery Program. And so we get to go and, you know, yeah. use our, um, you know, our weaknesses and our struggles and we get to testify of Jesus Christ and we get to help other people. And, you know, I, I just, I go into those meetings with her and she opens up and I just <laughs> am so, so grateful that I, I get to be married to somebody like this. And, you know, I, there, I was reading this quote and it says, you know, the miracles lie on the other sides of this, on the other side of the storms. And so sometimes you have to go through the storms of life. Mm -hmm. to find the miracle and she's the miracle you know and we get to share our testimonies and we get mm -hmm. to help others and 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 it's what's fun is like you know i you know i'm an addict and so you know i'm still re you know i'm still going through you know over 23 years of addiction you know i'm still you know my brain's healing and it's so nice to be able to to sit and talk with her and if mm -hmm. i'm struggling with something that she can she understands and yeah. You know, it's nice, and then she's struggling that I can understand, and we can um, walk each other through it, and there's no judgment. Yeah. And that's what's nice is, you know, I'm like, <laughs> well, this is what I'm struggling with today because, you know, we're human, and we yeah. struggle. There's days that, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, but we yeah. just lift each other up, and, you yeah. know, that's what I love about her. You know, you guys are awesome. I, I, I share this a lot. You've heard me say this a ton to clients is life happens for us. I, I, I really – hit on that all the time and think about the, i was thinking about you and your story and you know you're living in your car and yeah. you know you're in the back of a a dollar store somewhere just at the <laughs> end of your rope yeah. and just living in a parking lot living with yeah. i mean yeah. would you ever have dreamed that this would have happened think about that that no. all those experiences as bad as they were led to this and That's same right. with you yes yeah. you know in those hotel rooms with some dangerous people, yep. would you ever have dreamed Never. that this Never. would have come of that? I don't know that anyone around <laughs> us would have thought that. No, and that's what... Well, that's the exciting part. And I'm, yeah. I'm reminded all the time yeah. that life happens for us. Yeah. I, I, I want to stress that because yeah. look what you guys are doing now. Yeah. See, people listen to you too because of what you've been through. Had you not been through any of that, yeah, they might listen to you, but they're like, what, is this, what do these two know? <laughs> but when they hear your story, oh, they know a lot. I want to listen to them because I'm struggling. It may not be the same thing, but these guys know what that's like. That's right. Oh, I love that, Todd. Yeah. That's such a good, oh, and well, I think about that. Sorry, honey, yeah, go ahead. No, you first. Well, and so I, you know, I, I think, I, I read, I'm reading a book. One of my favorites is Neil A. Maxwell, and I just love it. He has a book, and it's called um, these, things, or these Things Give the Experience, I think. So I don't know if that's it. But close, maybe. But All these things give the experience or something, something like that. Like yeah. that. But, yeah. you know, it's just life is an experience. And and sometimes, you know, we go through hard things, like you were saying, for for a reason. And it's it's a learning experience. Like I've had opportunities like, you know, in the past, just in the last year or two of like going into hard situations, you know, like dealing. I mean, my dad just passed away from alcohol. Right. And, you know, I, I just thought like that, you know, to, to be able to push through that anxiety and fear to, you know, go and, and, you know, set things aside of the past. And, 
and to be able to lay, you know, next to my dad and, and just, you know, love him and, and laugh with him. And, and that's what life's about, you know, and we can do hard things, you know, we can do hard things. Yes. And I believe you when you say that now because of what you've been through. Yeah. Yes. But so, and I and I also believe that sometimes the hard things, even when we're in them and we think, how could this ever be for my good? Those right. are the those yeah. are our vehicles to the light. Those hard mm-hmm. things are our vehicles to God, to our own understanding of God, to our relationship with God. Um, and without them, I wouldn't. I would I? I would just go do my own thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have ever needed to turn yeah. to to anyone other than myself if I could just rely. You know. Yeah. So there was something so amazing about the hard being as hard as it was because then the light gets to be that good too yeah wow very well said you know i want to ask each one of you like like what gets you going like what ignites you what 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 gets you out of bed in the morning what is it i mean you guys have such good energy about you what is it and i know your faith plays a big part in all that you do and and your guys aren't afraid to talk about it and i love that about you too as well but what gets you out of bed in the morning? What is it? So let's start with you, Weston. Put you on the spot. Yeah, let's hear what well, you're gonna He's say. like, I was gonna steal Kelly's, <laughs> but now you're gonna. Yeah. Oh, this, that's a great question, Todd. You know, cause for me, you know, like it's every day. And like I said, like I was saying earlier, some days are a struggle. And, you know, dealing with, you know, dealing with depression and anxiety, um, in the past and I still deal with it uh, in levels today um it's yeah, purpose like I get out of bed and it thinking of somebody else like that's what helps me get out of bed you know I I it's not about me anymore and when I make it about somebody you know getting up out of bed you know going to work mm-hmm. um you know reaching out I mean I do outreach calls people call me that are struggling, you know, and just to be able to, to know that and to, you know, that gives me light, you know, when somebody is calling and reaching out to me, um, that I can better someone's life, maybe share some light, um, hope with somebody. That's what gets me up every morning, you know, because there's part of me. Yeah. Do I want to, sometimes I, you know, depression, you want to lay in bed, (laughs) you know, you just want to lay there some days. It's like, (laughs) Oh, do I want to get up? And then it's like, you know, yeah. I push through it, you know, and, yeah. and it's like, you know, think, isn't that like, yes. it's like what we, and this thinking of somebody else, who can I, whose yeah. day can I make today? Wow. Who can I reach out to? Cause there's plenty of people struggling in this world. Uh, and yeah, you know, when that. I make it about somebody else, it just motivates me, you know? Love it. Yeah. Beautifully yeah. said. Kelly, how about you? I, I just think about the past and how much fear and anxiety I used to live in. Mm-hmm. And now I feel just a general feeling of excitement for my life. Uh, and so I I guess what gets me up is I'm excited. I, I get to grow today where I never used to be able to grow. I was stuck at like this perpetual 13 years old and dark and moody. It's like I hit my emo phase and I stayed there for yeah. 30 years, right? Yeah. right? But I get to grow yeah. now. So, you know, like now I'm in school. Um, I get to serve with Weston. I get to have this fun relationship with him, um, rebuild relationships with family. So I think just the general excitement for life. But 
underneath yeah. all of that is the is the greater purpose. Yeah. And the greater purpose is giving this back to others and wow. and sharing our testimonies. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You know, as you guys were talking, we've had uh, there was a couple of mutual friends in recovery that drove down to be a part of your um, addiction recovery group. Yeah. You know who I'm yeah. talking about, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, and I uh, I met with one of them, you know, uh, in my outside practice, and they were telling me how impactful that was for them, and that they needed that. So, I just want you to know, like, that's what oh, you guys are doing. You're yeah. you're you're sharing your light and making a difference in people's lives. It just blows my mind. Um, I do want to share this too, because what you basically are saying is this, I heard this from a former client, and I I put it to memory because I didn't want to ever forget it. And here's what he said. He said, I tried to find myself, myself I could not see. I tried to find my God, my God eluded me. I tried to find my brother and sister. I found all three. And I thought, there it is. You know, you guys are getting up with a purpose. And you want to make a difference in people's lives. And so anyone listening to this, I really believe in giving it away. We give to get. And it's hard to do that when we're struggling. But like when you said, I'm just going to be kind to these dangerous people right now. (laughs) I was just like, wow. I mean, that's you giving it away. And I just think when we do that, it really does get us out of bed. I mean, I I try to think the same thing. Like, who can I make a difference in today that will get me out of bed? Because I want to sleep all day or whatever. (laughs) So, man, I love what you guys said. Thank you. Thank you, Todd. Yeah. Well, we're grateful. I mean, it's, yeah, like, I I don't know. Life, if there was something I could tell somebody that there is a light in everybody. Everybody has a light. And sometimes it's hard to see that light in ourselves. Yeah. Like in, in, you know, whether it's depression or anxiety or fear, you know, it's hard. But, you know, to have a friend, you know, to have friends and to have somebody that, you know, that will see that and ignite that light that we have. And sometimes we have to borrow that light. And, and anybody that's struggling can borrow that light that I have. Like, that's what we, that hope that I have is there is hope. And, just there's something inside you that, that that light that you have and don't ever don't ever think that you don't have it you know because yeah. i just borrow mine wow standing on shoulders of giants right <laughs> I yeah. love that. you guys are giants <laughs> so hopefully i can stand on your shoulders for a little while oh, now you guys so are beautiful good. thank you for sharing today Thanks. thank you for being here and being Thanks vulnerable i mean seriously people i mean Unbelievable. Um, both Weston and Kelly have both been on the podcast before. Weston was a while ago. It was number uh, 174. Kelly was just very recent. Uh, it was episode uh, 306. And if you want to hear their full-length stories, go listen to it. We'll put it in the show notes so you can click right to it. But I'm telling you, their stories are phenomenal. And they just shared a little snippet of it. And so I, w- I would challenge you guys to do that. And also reach out to them. Kelly uh, on Instagram is, uh, it's at the faith seed. The faith seed. Yep. Yes. And then Weston's, uh, his, his, uh, he still has the one he had from junior high. Uh, Weston loves life 81. Uh, so, <laughs> I love it though. But if you want to reach out to either one of these two amazing people, reach out to him, ask a question. Um, if you want them to come speak to your group, they will do it in two seconds. They, they will help you out in any way. Like Weston just said, borrow our light if you need it Absolutely. and uh thanks for being available to do these kind thank of things thank you todd, we love it we love yeah. you todd you're we <laughs> appreciate amazing. you and all the good you're doing like it's it's amazing and 
We love you. Um, that means a lot. Thank you. Love you guys too. And love everyone who's uh, on this app and who fo- follows and listens to this amazing belief cast with these amazing people. So thanks. Love you guys. Love Take you. care. Love you too. Okay. Thanks, okay.